love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Love is a heightened state of consciousness. And that heightened state of consciousness creates lots of feelings. Like when we are embodying love, when we're in the presence of love, we have emotions that get stirred from the subconscious self. Hello, Gemma. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And as usual, the sponsors that you may hear today and their special offers will be linked in the show notes, along with ways to connect with the Your Own Magic community, like the amazing Facebook group, and also, of course, on Your Own Magic Podcast.com. And my store, Eyes of Aspen is out in the ethers it's launched and so feel free to browse and see if there's any artisan jewelry you may like or perhaps some candles ritual kits soulful books whatever material item (laughs) might light your human (laughs) so yeah that is at eyesofaspen.com next to me i have my favorite candle which is the rose ritual candle of course handmade all of the candles handmade. Actually, every item I believe there is handmade. Of course, the books are printed, right? But everything's made in the USA. There is something made in Germany. Anyway, back to this rose candle. Smelling her is a reminder of one of Mother Nature's most beautiful aromas there is, which happens to be the rose. There's a couple rose crystals on top and petals, and it's just, it's it's a magical candle. What can I say? Perhaps you also might be interested in the full moon and waxing candle or the new moon and waning candle for your full and new moon rituals and your waning and waxing rituals. So those candles are magical, also handmade. And when it comes to shipping, right now I'm only shipping in the U.S. However, I do intend to ship worldwide soon. I just got to work out some kinks, but I will let you know right away when I can ship outside the U.S. or when I know more information about shipping worldwide. Yeah, right now just shipping in the U.S. and shipping using compostable materials, also recycled materials, which is very important. And of course, materials that you can recycle. So important for Mama Earth. Anyway, again, that is at eyesofaspen.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. And in other exciting news, Retreat 3 in 2023 is with Brie. <laughs> That's right, Brie Melanson has agreed to come back on for a third time for the third Your Own Magic Retreat. She was my co-host for the first and second retreat. And so now I'm so honored to have her on again because it's wild to see what transforms through people when she works with them and on them. She is a force of nature, of course, but also such a powerful breathwork facilitator and channeler. And yes, she will facilitate breathwork at the retreat and even channel. And then you can ask whatever questions come to heart for whoever she channels, but it's a very intense experience, but also transformative experience. It's wild to see how much she's helped people tap into their psychic abilities and yeah, get in tune with something beyond the physical and also heal a lot of shadows and wounds within through her breath work. And so hopefully you'll have that experience as well with her uh, when you come to the Your Own Magic Retreat in 2023. If you'd like to be emailed the details about the retreat and sign up for the retreat first, I'll be 
sending them out to the emails that express interest. So if you have yet to express your interest, go to euromagicpodcast.com slash retreat. It's also in the show notes. And yeah, I hope to see you and connect with you there. It will also likely be in the States. Now for today's special guest. Oh my word. Let me give you this little nugget. She says, spirituality is the practice of thinking with love. Mm. Just one of the many nuggets of gold from today's special guest, Danielle Laporte. And Danielle is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and blogger. And she's also one of the few magical humans that I had on my Yom manifestation list that I created before the podcast even launched in 2017 because I fell in love with her work from the desire map. And by the way, she lives in Vancouver. We talked about this before the podcast started, but she lives in Vancouver and I actually discovered her in Vancouver. I was walking around Stanley Park listening to the desire map and she happened to be nearby and I had no idea. (laughs) So what a beautiful synchronicity. I'm just feeling blessed and honored to have talked with her about her new heart opening book, How to Be Loving as Your Heart is Breaking Open and Our World is Waking Up. And in this episode, we talk about self-acceptance, self-compassion, the seven virtues, and letting go of resistance and the world waking up. Also, holy anger, which I found very interesting, and shame, and reverence, and of course, inner child work, breaking our hearts open, embodying love, and of course, how to be loving. (laughs) So, I hope you enjoy Danielle's magic, and let the magic begin. Yeah, I'm so, I'm beyond honored to have you on. You are a gift to the world and you're the physical embodiment of love. I feel it through your voice and through your presence. And I remember your book, well, your audiobook in my case, The Desire Map was one of my first books when I started my soul journey. So mm. I want to thank you again so much for coming on. You were actually one of the guests when I first started this show five years ago. You were one of the guests I put on my visualization for coming on the show. <laughs> right on. You manifested <laughs> me. I love it. Yes, I manifested you. So what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Oh, well, I just released a book and it's all we do right now is yes. talk about how to be loving. Yeah. What a beautiful concept. I'd love to rewind back in time when you started writing this book. I'm curious what prompted, what inspired this to come through. Well, the book we ended up with was not the book I started with. So this was going to be Desire Map 2.0, but like all about desiring higher, like want things that are better for you, want things that are better for everybody else who are around you, do healthier things to get those things. And that is part of what How to Be Loving is about. But How to Be Loving turned out to be much more about virtue and self-acceptance and self-compassion. I went, I went way deeper than I thought I was going to go. Oh, that is beautiful. I love this message that you're bringing to the world too, because right now we're experiencing such turmoil and heartache on a global level, but at the same time, simultaneously, like you write in your subtitle, the world is waking up. So I'm curious, what do you mean by the world is waking up? I think everybody's becoming more conscious. Yeah. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like some of us, well, first of all, there's a huge opportunity right now for everybody to wake up 
for everybody to move into like an inclusive way of being for like real health to happen. And by real health, I mean, mental health, spiritual health, physical health, that's connected to the health of the planet and clean drinking water and all that, like all the stuff that's broken is here to be healed, fixed, innovated, all of that. The messier it is, it's like, wow, what an opportunity for a massive cleanup. (laughs) So I think that's, that's what we're in. And some people are down with it. Some people are leading Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Some people are opposing it. Mm. Some people are resisting it. Some people don't even see it. And you know, what's interesting that you say this, I feel like from my own experience, I'm open to a lot of it, but I've noticed myself resisting some of it, which is interesting though. I know deep down on a soul level that what I'm resisting, I need to face and see. And I love that in this book as well. You talk about shame, hello, shame. It's hard to not be ashamed of shame. So how can we begin to accept this shame, especially there's some things I'm resisting, which I feel deep down. It's something I just need to face because I have some sort of shadow and I have, I do have shame around that. You have shame around the resisting. Yep. I do. <laughs> do you know what you're resisting? Oh man. If, if I'm, if I, you want me to get specific, I'm resisting, I guess. So we are in a political, you know, it's just like so chaotic politically. And I mm-hmm. definitely resist a variety of opinions. And I feel before 2020, I really was feeling open to non-judgment. And then suddenly I see myself judging more and more upset. And I see myself throwing my judgments mm-hmm. uh, towards political figures, for example, or other people that believe these political figures that don't resonate with me. And I know that that's something within myself to look at. And I want to break this open. I want to see this. And I'm sure that other people are feeling this too. So how do we look at it? What is it about the the political leaders that you are not in favor of? Just Mm -hmm. give me a characteristic of them that Mm. you really, that you, you are averse to. And fascism from my perception. (laughs) Right. Right. Lies, lying. Right. A lot of lying and not caring for people in need. Right. Um, so you might want to, you could ask yourself, you know, we're going to just like the, the game here is like, everything is a reflection of me. It doesn't mean that you are that fascist or that you are that extreme version of neglectful, but like somewhere in you, there is that even just like a seed frequency. So where in you, do you not take care of yourself? <laughs> wherein do you, wherein you, do you not take care of other people in need? And again, maybe it's not like a big thing. It's not like this big behavior, but wherein you have, you not taken care of yourself or other people in need in the past. Yeah. That's right. it. Like you just want to find this kind of common ground, this reflection so that the mind starts to soften a bit, mm. just relaxes. And then you get less judgmental towards yourself and other people. And then you eventually, you know, this is, you know, where the work is, but you can get to this place where you're just like, ah, we actually have some things in common and you can build these. (laughs) Well, you can build these little micro bridges. Like, right. Look, they're fighting for something they believe in. So are you, that's something in common. Mm -hmm. That's true. They all have children that they want to protect you too. Yeah. You know, something in common we all come from the same source yeah something in common and so when you get to that place 
it doesn't mean you don't fight for justice, but it means that um, your your thoughts are going to change. Your thoughts are going to be more inclusive. Your tone mm. is going to change. You just kind of, you've loosened up that mind grip a bit. And then you'll start to consider some other things like maybe they could be a little bit right. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could be a little bit wrong. And then there's room for like how incredibly right you think you are, which could be true, you know? So there's that. And also, and this has been like a really surprising part of uh, the book, How to Be Loving is <laughs> what I've been hearing a lot is people are like, oh, can you talk to me that about that one part in the book? where you talk about, oh, I've done that before. And there's a really simple phrase. Oh, I've done that before, which I think (laughs) is like this kind of spiritual Aikido. When you are in such opposition to somebody and you can just say, you know, and you, you pinpoint what it is. It's like, ah, they're being neglectful or they're being tyrannical or they're being egocentric. And just for a nanosecond, you can say, oh, I've, I've been that. I used to be that way, right? Yes. It changes your behavior. Yeah. And remember that they're human. I have had some heart meditations too. In fact, I even just did one of yours that's on YouTube twice and it was so beautiful, Mm -hmm. but in the past as well to tap into the space and it does help, but it's also a frequent practice. Do you ever see your human trying to take over and you turn back to your practices? Do I see my human taking over? <laughs> yes. As in, yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. 9,000 times a day. <laughs> and what I hear from people is like, and myself, like we all want, what are the three steps? What's the one thing I do? What's the methodology? What's the supplement that I can take when things suck? <laughs> and there are methodologies and there are supplements, but you don't remember to take them unless you have a regular practice. So it's like the practice helps you remember about the tools. So it's like you get centered in the morning, you meditate, you do something contemplative so that when you are just like, oh my God, I can't believe people think this way. My neighbor, my whatever, my what, then you go, oh, wait, 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 wait. I remember this morning. I remember this morning about love. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to practice considering that we're a reflection. I'm going to practice loving kindness. I'm going to practice holy anger. Holy anger. Holy anger. Holy anger includes the, you know, you're concerned about the benefit of everybody. So there's, there's ego driven anger, which is, I want what I want for me. I am pissed off because you have pissed me off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my values and all this stuff. And it's not going to get you far when you come from that kind of anger. And then there's holy anger where it's like on behalf of justice for humanity, I'm pissed Mm -hmm. (laughs) on behalf of clean drinking water and protection and sovereignty and medical freedom and whatever it is for everybody. Mm -hmm. This is the vision that I have. And so the vision is inclusive. Okay. The vision benefits everybody. Yes. And then the voicing of that holy anger is not going after any one person in particular. 
So your, your ego isn't going after somebody's ego. It's going like, listen, this is the state that we're in for all kinds of reasons. This is where we need to go for all kinds of reasons. Right. It's not like, you know, you're corrupt. You suck. You <laughs> let us down. You're this, you're that. It's like, come on, we all know better. Yeah. And you just, you speak to the love. Mm, okay. This deeply resonates. And sometimes I feel like I experience the holy anger, like wanting our country to have universal health care or something. So I love what you said before the on behalf of everyone and not lashing out at one individual or one set of group, but just how do we transform that thought into or transmute that thought into something more loving? So it's holy anger versus lashing out judgment. I think the the medicine there is to just be with what is okay. So it's like, that's hard. I know it's (laughs) so hard. So um, uh, let's just go with uh, healthcare, universal healthcare. Yeah. Um, Everybody should have universal healthcare. Yeah. But they don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you go down that path. They don't because, and this and this and this and that leader and all the things that are wrong, Mm -hmm. just stop. We don't have universal health care. Mm-hmm. We should have universal health care. Mm-hmm. How do we make that happen? So it's like, just take the charge out of the focus on the past. It's like, yeah, you, you see it. Of course you see it. This is part of intelligence and discernment and how we create a new path. <laughs> yes. But it's like, we don't focus on the weeds in the garden. It's just, you know, we're not fertilizing those weeds. We're not over-identifying with the problem yeah and then and then you have to see the the you got to see the weeds and the problem in your own garden right and the opportunity mm. it's like um mm. i'm this trying to really think resonates. of this could be really stretch, it's like i mean you could, this is a cheeky question but it's like are you practicing universal health care for your own body in your own life ah. you, you know it's like Are you making it this huge priority where no matter how much it costs, um, no matter how much time it takes for you to really rest and really recover and eat clean food, are you, are you really, are you living holistically? I mean, I sound like a, like an infomercial right now, but like, that's, (laughs) no, that's that's what it is. So yes, I feel this. I feel this. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. 
Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. And I also would love to go over your seven virtues that you talk about on in the book because they're beautiful and I want the listeners to hear them from your voice, from your words. Uh, seven virtues. Yes. Let's, let's talk for a minute about what a virtue is and then we can go through yes, let's do seven that. that we chose. Okay. So a virtue is a soul quality. It's a vibration of higher consciousness. So it's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a way of being. Mm-hmm. So love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Love is a heightened state of consciousness. And that heightened state of consciousness creates lots of feelings. Like when we are embodying love, when we're in the presence of love, we have emotions that get stirred from the subconscious self. So that's what a virtue is. And I think a really helpful visualization is you see that divine love is the virtue of all virtue. It's the queen of virtues. It's our original state. It's the mother of consciousness. And from that divine love, you know, this like, you see that as this shining orb of light, the sun, there's all these rays of individual virtues. So like compassion is the daughter of divine love and forgiving is, you know, the offspring of love, et cetera. So what we've focused on in the book and and how to be loving is divine love, the mother of all. And I think the most succinct definition for love is inclusiveness. Like Mm. everything is adored, is loved as is all of it, your shadow and all your fragments and all those things you're pushing away in yourself, all your judgments, all the things you don't want to accept, you love them. You don't ask your fear to be fearless. You love it. It's fear. Just love it. And Love, of course, includes everybody else's shadow and their brilliance and all this stuff. And then there's compassion. Compassion is about mercy and this awareness of our oneness. So like, just be in that awareness that we all come from the same source. You don't even need to believe in a God, but it's like, there's some universal intelligence and I got every single one of us here. Mm -hmm. So we're all related somehow. And then mercy is like, you know, the really simple way to put this is like 
mercy is you you hope that everybody else catches a break mm-hmm. yes yes well, yes because that's one beautiful sentiment is the heart is here for dot 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 giving <laughs> well forgiveness is its own virtue okay, they're all yes. i mean they're all they're all cousins but i think we're here i think we incarnate to forgive mm-hmm. i think the heart's natural inclination is forgiveness and we talk ourselves out of it all the time like if we're just really still and we just really chill out we're really in the center of the heart we're like of course of course it's okay of course we want i want to get on with things but then the the mind comes in and says, ah, but accountability and you know excessive boundaries, and they sign the contract, and I need I need you to acknowledge how right I am, all those things, and and we stop the flow of love, which is forgiving, you know. And then there's wisdom, and wisdom is wisdom is making sure that the benefit of everybody is taken into consideration, or how something could cause harm is taken into consideration and it is that is beyond knowledge wisdom has nothing to do with research (laughs) data your degrees or history or how many languages you speak (laughs) or how many books you read that's right it has nothing to do with how spiritually versed you are yeah it's just like have you got everybody's best interest at heart Mm. and then there's um resilience resilience is about i think resilience is the opposite of what we've been trained to believe which is like we think it's about being tougher and soldiering on right and endurance and all of that just makes you brittle and pissed off um i think resilience is a virtue so again quality of consciousness is about uh it can only come from the heart it's about flexibility. It's about adaptability. And you cannot be flexible and adaptable if you are really attached to how things should have gone or what would be better right now. Um, we're always going to see what, we, what would be better right now. It's like, okay, what? but what's actually happening right now? And how do I need to respond with love? That's resilience. Ooh. It's like a great shaman who you know, said to me, like, Danielle, we bend so that we don't break. And we can only bend if we're wanting to be loving. And Mm. then there's uh, radiance. Radiance is, it's not about shining and being shimmery wherever you go. It's not about your glow. Although people who are radiant definitely have that glow. Radiance is what happens after the masks have been burned away. So once the ego has taken a few hits and you realize you're not your job, you're not your title, you're not your past, you're not what somebody said about you. You're not even your goals. Um, And you go, wow, like, what am I? I am universal mind. I am connected to other things greater than myself. I am love. I am, I'm kindness at the core. And when you get there and you just stop playing the game of crushing the goals and all the persona (laughs) stuff, which, you know, we need goals and we need a persona to navigate. But when we're not over-identified with that stuff, then then we really start to really tap our true radiance. 
And what's beautiful is that it's all there. It's all within us. We know this, but what's wild is that we do need to be reminded of it from time to time. And I know that you wrote a book on it, but I'm sure you have to remind <laughs> yourself from time to time. And let's say someone is experiencing a dark night of the soul moment, for example, and they feel like, okay, I was once so tapped in spiritually to my soul and I was full of light and radiance. And now I feel like I've lost it. I feel disconnected. Do you have any words for them? And they also might feel like they're not really living by these virtues. Mm. Well, do you want to live those virtues? I mean, that's really all I would have to say is like, is the answer? Mm. Yes. Okay. Then just be with that commitment. And I know that's not very practical. I can get practical. So do you, <laughs> do you want to be aligned with love? Do you want to embody compassion Yes, yes, yes. Everybody listening is like a yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> then just commit to that yes. And you keep having a conversation with your higher self. Like, I want to embody love. Show me how. Mm. Depending on what your ideology is, like, you know, you could pray to the Holy Spirit, like, show me how to be forgiving. Spirit will come and fill your mind with correct thoughts and you will do the right things. And you will start to back up that aspiration with action. Like, okay, I want to be loving. Oh, I should meditate. All right, I'm going to meditate tomorrow. I want to be forgiving. Oh, I should spend some more time in nature to soften my heart so that I can go have this courageous conversation. Ooh, you'll right you'll do the things. Yes. You have to be yes. dedicated though. It begins with the Yes. Yeah. You do. And sometimes, I mean, I've had those moments of resistance where I, I rebel against the discipline. I re I've rebelled. This is not a present time. I'm not manifesting it in this moment, mm -hmm. but I have rebelled uh, the discipline. And it's true what you said earlier as well, having that morning routine, that morning ritual of, you know, connecting with yourself, with your soul, even if it's five minutes for the day, how wild that can transform your future, your mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm hmm you also mm -hmm. write that spirituality is really the practice of thinking with love. Mm -hmm. Chills, Danielle, chills. That is the <laughs> simplest truth. And yet we overcomplicate what we think spirituality is, like what it sounds like, what it acts like, what it looks like. When in all reality, it's simply the practice of leading and thinking with love. Do you mind expanding on this? Um, mm -hmm. Well, I think you are love and you are spirit. You know, we are, we're energetic beings. Lots of this is science backed if somebody needs proof <laughs> of that. And so like, how do we be that? How do we become, you know, spirituality is a kind of concretized expression mm -hmm. of like this ephemeral energy, right? So use the instrument of the mind <laughs> to be spirit in all these other forms. So just think loving thoughts. That's it. That's that yeah. you are love. Now use it in your mind and your mind will inform your brain. And sometimes it's in reverse. The brain informs the mind, but loving thoughts raise your vibration. All energy follows thought. So you think a thought, what's the energy of that thought? Is it a loving thought? Is it an expanded thought? Is it hateful? Is it a greedy thought? Is it a critical thought? Is it a comforting thought? Mm -hmm. Is it a grateful thought? Okay. That's the energy 
you identify the energy of the, those thoughts, you're going to create more of that in your life. You're going to create more of those thoughts. You have a negative thought, more negative thoughts are attracted to that. You have one positive thought and you start to see your thinking change. Positive yeah. thoughts start to line up around that original positive thought. And then you magnetize that into your life. All that hangs out in your field. And you really, ideally, you're thinking higher vibration thoughts. Yes. So true. You notice that as well. Momentum is one of the strongest forces in the universe. And I've noticed that I can either spiral down quickly or also spiral to a higher feeling and vibration quickly, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Would you talk to us about inner child healing work? As I know that you've practiced this and I'd love to hear your experience with this as well. I think the first thing to get clear on with inner child work is that your inner child is not you in this lifetime at 10 years old or eight mm -hmm. years old. It's deal with everything, all the impacts that happened when you were a child, we deal with them in therapy and coaching. And we do that work and we look at, you know, the effects inner child is a really powerful, useful term. It's just a term for your unhealed self. And that unhealed self is more than just the dynamics of this childhood lifetime. It's probably an accumulation of lifetimes of experience. And then, you know, this life of multiple experiences. And the reason the phrase is so useful and powerful is because when even just when we hear the term child, we think, oh, gentle, like we yeah. tend to ease up a bit more. So seeing your inner child now is about like, what's the condition of your subconscious self? And that's really the work. So your inner child, you know, I could ask your inner child to take form and it might be, you know, really bedraggled or she, he, they may be super effervescent and just wanting some tenderness. Yeah. It depends kind of where you are in your life. Oh, I think that it's another beautiful way to lead with love through the day. I heard somebody say that they have a picture of themselves uh, as a child on their mirror. And when they start to talk negatively to themselves, when they look in the mirror, they look at the picture of themselves as a child and it totally shifts themselves. Cause it's like, you're speaking to that child. And when you see a picture of you as a child, you remember your innocence and how full of love you still are, but you really deeply felt then if you feel disconnected from it in any way. So I think it's another beautiful aspect of leading with love. And your book is called How to Be Loving. So we've talked a lot about this. This has been the theme of the podcast, but I'm sure you've been asked this before on many other podcasts, but how can we be loving? How can we lead with love, Danielle? It's really the same. It's back to the virtue question. It's like, do you want to be love? Okay. Mm -hmm then find a stillness practice. So you're connecting with your heart every day and you're really getting into alignment with your soul. And then your soul will guide you. Your soul will have you say the more loving thing. Your soul will have you get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Yes. You know, when you're in that predicament with the person who you wish would vote differently, um, <laughs> 
you can still wish the best for them yeah and cast your vote that's so true um and let's say someone's listening to this and they feel a resistance to this i've been in that position before when i first started or i was mormon then christian then atheist and then something about just spirituality just made me feel at home and yet i remember when i was shifting from an atheist perspective to opening my heart up to listening to spirit i i remember hearing certain things like this and thinking like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, or of course, um, I thought that it was all too cheesy, too woo-woo. And I love to really connect with people that think from that perspective, because I know that they can heal so greatly when they tune within the soul. For those who might be listening, who just hear that and they think either they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, or they have some sort of resistance because they're going through maybe a dark night of the soul moment, or they're feeling a lot overwhelmed with anger or hatred or whatever is in their heart. How can they shift this? Well, usually it's shifted through pain. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. Do you mind expanding on this? Well, you'll get to a point where you're so suffering that you want, you want to find the light anywhere you can find it. You Mm -hmm. just get tired of disconnection and meaninglessness and um, you'll start to see like, wow, I've actually been supported my whole life or there's something really beautiful orchestrating this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's when I am loved or when I am loving that I feel most alive and hopeful and on purpose. And I don't have to be happy to feel loving. <laughs> like loving is not about being in a good mood, but I can be aware that um, I can be loving no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we start to wake up said so do you believe the common thought that you can't love others until you love yourself no no now why so why so no if it's true that we are all interconnected that we all come from the same source that there is this oneness then what does it matter if you learn to love someone else before you really learn to love yourself like i think i think if we go with that theory that you have to love yourself completely before you can really love somebody else. Then like we're hooped because nobody loves themselves completely. And we're all learning to love ourselves and each other through each other. And I have seen people who had really low self-esteem. They were, you know, unhealed and didn't love themselves. And I've seen them be great at loving other people. Mm. And now a lot of that, you know, sometimes that can be misinterpreted and just like, you know, someone's giving love to get love and it's not really love, but I've seen people who are, you know, consider themselves unlovable, really rise to the occasion, really be moved uh, to be able to help somebody else. And it's pure giving and, and it comes back to them and they soften and they, Learn to love them, their own selves. Yeah. Ah, period. Amen. Amen to that. You also talk about reverence. And surprisingly, that word is a trigger for me from religious trauma, but I have Mm. become more and more open to it. I don't know. Has anyone told you that before? I feel like for a lot of us that grew up 
with certain religions that use that word for a dogmatic imposition versus genuine reverence to the soul. You know, they would make us sit a certain way as children because that was reverent. Not it had nothing to do with listening to the spirit, listening to the soul. So I'm curious, what does reverence truly mean for the human and for the soul? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, reverence means the, the definition is beautiful. It's wonder and awe tinged with respect. Ah, oh, see, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I remember being a little girl though, and there was certain things they would say for us to do because they wanted more so to discipline us, but they used the word reverence as discipline, you know? So that's, and that for whatever reason, every time I heard that word and I've noticed a lot of spiritualists use that word a lot lately. And I keep hearing this little feeling, this little uh, something inside me to shift. Well, it's just been so misused. So it's like, what are you going to be reverent towards? You know, are you, are you reverent toward the dogma and the punishment <laughs> mm-hmm. mentality, mm-hmm. or are you reverent to, you know, life source to love itself? Oh, beautiful. Now, do you have time for rapid fire? Yeah, I love I rapid love- fire. Yeah, love good. Yeah. Before we get into rapid fire, though, do you have any other messages? Of course, I'll ask where everyone can get the book and connect with you. But do you have any other messages from the heart before we oh. move in? Oh, no, you, we covered all the most beautiful <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Amazing. So coffee or tea, Danielle? Tea, but I know this is rapid fire, but I think it's worth saying I have never had a sip of coffee. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is funny. That, yeah. Is there is there a reason for that? N- n- not. No, just not interested? No, no desire. Yeah. That's amazing. Again, I think I said this before, but mo- a lot of my family's LDS as well, and they haven't. But of course, myself, the second I could and I could rebel, I got into coffee because, <laughs> you know, they, they say that you can't have coffee. So I was like, hey, I'm going to have it <laughs> uh, anyway. <it's> hardcore. <laughs> uh, they form of body movement. Yoga and walking, oh. walking in the seawall. Oh, seawall. Beautiful. Uh, where is your happy place? Oh, well, in the arms of my man. And uh, nature. Oh, how long have you been together with your man? Just a few years. It's very fresh. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. (laughs) Do you know your astrological, your zodiac big three, or just your zodiac sun sign? Yes. um, My son is in Gemini. Mm. My um, Virgo moon in a Libra rising. Beautiful, beautiful. And do you know your human design? No. Okay. Animal you connect with most, if any? Swan. <gasps> I love that. The white and the black swan or just the white swan? Just the black any swan. swan. Any. any swan. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, do you have a particular morning routine you'd like to share with us? I meditate every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm either in my apartment, seated, or I do a walking meditation. Oh, I love that. Outside? Yeah. Or around your living room. <laughs> <laughs> or with the or with the senior citizens when they go yes. do laps in the mall. No, I'm outside. <laughs> I love that. Um, if you could gift everyone, you know, a book, excluding your own, what would it be? 
Oh, excluding how to be loving, which just yes. launched this week. Um, <laughs> there will be two books. Uh, one would be a Pema Chodron book, probably mm. The Wisdom of No Escape. Uh, the other would be Adya Shanti, wow. uh, Emptiness Dancing. And the other, I can't, I mean, you know, books are my thing. So I think every woman should read Women Who Run With Wolves by yes. Clarissa Pincola Estes. Yes. I agree. That book is absolutely transformative. Yeah. And so is How to Be Loving, which, like you said, came out this week. And so everyone who is listening, please order it. It's such a heart opener. And it's something that I feel like every soul must read. And myself as well, someone who has been uh, listening and tuning into your work for a long time now, will feel really expanded from reading it. So Danielle, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone connect with you and order how to be loving well how to be loving is everywhere in the u.s canada i think all countries are ordering it right now somehow they're finding a way to order it there's people Um, all over listening so that's good to know and it's in all u.s canadian bookstores and (laughs) soon to be in australia i am you can always find me on instagram i mean i live at daniellelaporte.com but instagram Mm -hmm. is really kind of a pulse for us and people also need to order your decks. They're amazing. Yes, the decks are coming. <laughs> the book, How to Be Loving, comes with a companion journal and a really sweet little deck. Oh, that's beautiful. Danielle, I feel my heart opening just from this conversation because oh, this is a dream come true. This is something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. And mm. thank you so much for coming on the show. Please come on again when your next book comes out. I will. <laughs> and, I will. I'm sending so much love to you. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you, everybody listening. Love, love, love. Yomis, it is time for the outro. Thank you so much for tuning into the Your Own Magic Podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when a new episode is live. And if you have a spare moment and you feel the nudge to, it would mean the world if you left a five-star rating and review. And I'm looking forward to reading whatever your heart has to say. And feel free to say hi as well and connect with the community by visiting the Your Own Magic Facebook group linked in the show notes. And if you have any future topic ideas or a question that comes to heart you'd like me to cover, then I'd love, love, love to hear from you in our topic box on the Your Own Magic website at yourownmagicpodcast.com. And there you'll also find a membership portal leading to guided meditations by me and some journaling prompts, some spiritual or creative tools, and more. And of course, feel free to stop by the new online shop for artisan jewels, trinkets, and more at eyesofaspen.com. And with that said, have a magical rest of your day. Send in my love. Jai Mat.